Hey, look what we have found Big sound in a small town Far from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what's all around Big sound in a small town And welcome to Big Sound Small Town. I'm your host, Sandy Carlton. And this is a podcast about the lives and stories of the musicians, writers, artists, and their associates that have their roots in the small towns and communities across America. If you like what you hear, tell somebody. Enjoy.
Today on Big Sound Small Town, my guests are Steve and Brian McMurray from the band Acoustic Syndicate. I'm so glad to have you guys here. Man, well, thanks for coming over. It's my pleasure. All right, let's start with this. We're here late, kind of in oh, middle of October. What's up on the farm? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> rain today. It's raining today, and we're it's happy about that. But has the rain affected your crops? Yeah, the lack of it has. Yeah, lack of it, uh, yeah. Some guys are uh, doing okay. I talked to Ronnie King yesterday and stopped by, and he was cutting beans. And um, He looked like he was rolling pretty good. That's but good. his stuff was early, and mine's late, <laughs> uh, of course. And uh, So... Who knows, man? We just have to see what it's going to do. I walked out through there two days ago, and it doesn't look like it's going to do a whole lot. So, what's going price these days? Uh, last time I looked, it was seven thirty-five. No, it's not seven thirty-five, really. Yeah, and uh, I do, it may come back up a little bit because our our uh, fearless leader president is yeah. negotiating our way out of this. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what he says uh, anyway. So he, so he says. So uh, we, we'll take him at his word. Well, but. I think it's kind of from Cleveland County. It's kind of all over the board. Uh, some of the early, like Steve said, some of the early soybeans uh, and corn that got planted early got got the water it needed to to make a crop. But there'll be uh, there'll be some stuff that's not even harvested this year for sure because well, of the later beans. Well, let me ask planted. both of you guys: How do you keep the deer and the groundhogs from eating all that you stuff? Don't. <laughs> No, it's uh. People don't see. People don't understand that. They don't know that even happens. It's, it's, it's unbelievable how much how much is lost from uh, from deer and groundhog. Don't you know groundhog got to eat too? Yeah. I mean, well, in my case with the blueberries, I'm telling you the deer and the and the birds love them. So I just have enough for all of us. Yeah, there you go. Yes. I mean, right. That's I'll, what I'll you tell hope. you a funny story about groundhogs. Uh, I work with a bunch of construction workers uh, on my day job, uh, roadway construction workers too, you know, bridge guys. Right. Well, some, most of them are all, you know, pretty rural guys. Right. They're right. all a lot of hunters and a lot of, uh, a lot of some small farmers, you know. Right. This one guy who lives in uh, Elkin uh, was telling me the other day, we were talking about groundhogs and, and how they eat up your soybeans. He goes, you ever eat groundhog? <laughs> and I was like, no, I've never eaten a groundhog. He, no, he goes, I have. He goes, I've tried some groundhog. It ain't bad. And I was like, well, I, I said, I don't know. And I said, they look pretty greasy to me. He said, oh, they greasy. <laughs> he said, but think about it. He said, groundhog is a strict vegetarian. He said, they don't poop where they sleep. He said, they're they're fairly clean animals. He said, if you cook them slow. <laughs> He said, "He said they're really good. He said if you season them up good and cook them all day, he said, let that grease get out of them. It's amazing really how, how greasy. Well, they you know are. what? They're he brought greasy. some the next day that he had made uh -huh. over the weekend. And I tried some of it. Damn, it wasn't pretty good. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I have to remember that. When yeah. we were kids, my dad they used to have these groundhog suppers up in <laughs> Old Bellwood High School, and uh, you know they just called it the groundhog supper. They had mostly barbecue, but right. there was always groundhog there, and they'd cook them. And I, you know, as, as a kid." It was just it was just a little too greasy. Yeah. I mean, it was just it's very greasy to yeah. be a vegetarian animal. It's yeah. pretty interesting. That is I see, that's something I didn't expect from you guys right there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's start. You guys are back at the top again. How did that kinda happen? I mean 
but it's I mean, only like a four foot step ladder. Well, I know, but I, re- <laughs> I realize that. But but everybody else's is about a foot and a half. So I mean, you know, so, so I mean, I mean, okay, without a doubt, there's not even any deliberation, no discussion about this. You guys are the most successful band to come out of Cleveland County ever of all time. I mean, with the exception of one dude. Earl, Mr. Well, Earl. Well, great. I know, but we, yeah. and, and, but but he didn't have. A, oh, he did have a band. He had a band <laughs> to die for. But but we're 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 just this is a disclaimer on that, you yeah. know. Okay. I mean, I mean, I expect at some point. Foregone like, conclusion. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, that's flat and screws. Yeah. Yeah. Count, yeah. You know? But with the exception of that, how, how many albums do you guys have now? I did the research. Six. Is it six? It's seven. Seven. Okay. <laughs> The live album, live album. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Uh, six recorded in a, in a live. I guess that's recorded too, but a, a live recording. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of albums for Cleveland County. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you have a favorite of those while we're on those. Mine is long way around. Uh, yours? I don't know about yours. You know what? It comes back to that to that long way around. Also, is that, it's the, it's unbelievable. We kind of. Uh, um, we played those songs over and over, and I, and I, I didn't go back and listen to the record for for several years after that. Actually, till after our our next record, Rooftop Garden, which I think is a fine record, also it's it's a it's a fine record. But going back and just uh, uh, that's one of the best records we've done uh, is that long way around. Is that, well, that's the Sugar Hill one too, isn't it? Yeah, that's still Little King. No, that's, that's the Little Sugar King. Nope, that's the second Hill? record we did for Sugar Hill, oh, and uh, we bailed on the third one. <laughs> Kind of a mutual bailing, yeah, I guess. It was. Maybe. They uh, they let us go, and we let them go. So that uh, works. I mean, yeah. Now we we got to the end of our rope uh, touring wise, and that's only yeah, we didn't I make mean, a third record, right? Um, but we still owed them one when we quit. And Bev Paul was nice enough to let us out. Yeah, yeah, that's right. good. And uh, but that was a good record. Uh, I think one of the reasons it turned out so well was we had plenty of time to make it. We weren't really. I mean, we we had access to that studio pretty much anytime right. we wanted it. It was. State of the art where, with perfectly vintage, the right amount of vintage. Where is this studio? Okay, it was uh, it's called uh, Epiphonic Studios and it was in Lenore of all places. Lenore, yeah, Lenore, North, North Carolina. Carolina. And it's, I don't even know, I, my daughter plays soccer up there. Do you know where the soccer I do, the, yes, up, I right do. Right there in the old yeah. right in the heart. That's town. where it is. That little Catholic church, yeah. the Rock Catholic Church is across Oh, that's the where it was. Still is. That's where we recorded. Um, yeah, it's still there. Uh, well, it's not running. It doesn't. Running. I don't know that it's running because I was just up there about four months ago, and I always walk past it to see. And doesn't look like it's. Is everything still there? But it, it was an old, old Catholic church that the uh, the owner he gutted the gutted took all the wood, all the stained glass, everything out of it, put in a state of the art studio, and put everything back just like it was. All the wood, all the old wood, and everything. So is that like a a low key Echo Mountain. It's yeah. I mean, it, it would rival Echo as yeah. far as the the quality. This guy is uh, one of the most devoted gear hounds you've ever seen yeah, in your yeah, life. I great. mean, uh, uh, he he had a he had a, a an honest to god British Neve console on it, and I, oh, and I no, think it was. Really? I think it had some history to Abbey Road, but I can't remember. Exactly that what is it was. too cool. But the other thing was he had an API up in the upper. Uh, he he was rigged up six ways sunny. He had a, had a beautiful API up in the, up in the loft, uh, which is where the the control room was. 
was used to be where the choir balcony or where oh, the balcony yeah, would be in the cool. church. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you're looking down over the over the church, you know, and, and uh, while you're tracking, and it was just such a beautiful place, kind of like Echo Mountain, but uh, he he did his he did more diligence right. building that. He spent 1.3 million dollars just on the building. Uh, soundproofing that thing, point to point, hand done electronics from tip to stern. He had a microphone collection, yeah, uh, as as good as any. I think that was it an SSL console he had that belonged yes. to Weird Al Yankovic yep. that, that they had gotten out of there, and wow. and uh, but just he, he had mics. I, th- I think what happened was being Lenore versus Asheville. Right. They kind of came on, on board at the same time, but just the, the scene in Asheville versus. Oh yeah, well, Lenore. I can understand. I mean, that's. I mean, Lenore's not exactly a hotbed of music. Come here. Yeah. No. And, and, coupled, yeah. and coupled with the, the dynamic. Or cuisine, for that matter. Yeah. yeah. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> the dynamic change in, of how things were recorded in general. Who, who produced that album? Lloyd Maines. Uh, Lloyd Maines of yeah. of um, of. Uh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, the Dixie Chicks. Dixie Chicks. Yeah. Natalie's daddy. Natalie's pedal steel guy. Lord. Yeah, he's an awesome pedal. He is an awesome uh, pedal steel he's, player. He's an incredible pedal steel player. And, and he was playing with uh, Buddy Miller. I'm and sure. he was playing, uh, who's the girl, the, I forget now. Anyway, Lloyd Maines is the bomb. Yeah, yeah he, he is. is awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty, I did not know that. Yeah, he, he, and, and what a, just a joy to work with. I mean, the guy had a huge brain and he was just always chunking ideas out there you know just one after another had some really he really latched on to the to the band and, and the, the music that we were doing and didn't really want to change it up too much oh uh, that's unusual too I know uh, all, all the only things that he did change were just embellishments you know yeah. uh, put a little something here put, put this you know try try a different snare here you know uh, uh, he was very Fun to work with, and just that's, a very positive person. Oh, had wonderful great. stories too. Oh, he was, in a, sure he he was yeah. in a band that toured uh, Europe, opening for the Clash. No way! <laughs> with a pedal seal. I don't know what he was. No, he was a guitar player. Guitar player, yeah. player then. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's too cool. I mean, he had an interesting story. One time, he he said uh, they were, and I don't even know what where they were. Anyway, they were at a Halloween party, playing in in a in a living room of somebody's house, and somebody knocked on the door. It was David Byrne. He had knocked on the wrong door. Oh no! Really? It was supposed to be next door, right? And, and, and so, but he came on in before the, before the the evening ended. They were playing Life During Wartime. <laughs> oh man! It was, it was so great. Talk about great burning down the wrong house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool, man. Right. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Yeah, yeah, really cool. But that studio was uh, it was really cool. We we got to mix the record there. And uh, it would just be a wonderful thing to make another record in that studio. I, I think about it all the time. It, it, yeah. It's it's there. It's it's it, it was it's a it's a really remarkable place. Uh, cool. I don't know if it's still it's still what's happening. We've kind of lost touch with the Pritchards. Uh, Nathan Pritchard Nathan was the owner. Pritchard, okay. and, uh, he uh, he had, he had invested wisely uh, in Apparently. his prior life and. Um, he had some money to throw around. I think he had, I think he had to go do some more investing after that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, studio man. I mean, it's just like a band. I mean, yeah. No matter how much money you got, you can spend it all. Oh in yeah. Band. I mean, every bit of. I, all right, tell me, 
tell our listeners about the road? Uh, well, it used to be a lot harder than it is now. Um, I kind of like what we're doing now, just kind of picking and choosing our battles and running out and doing what's comfortable. Uh, we, all, we all, you know, working day jobs right. and stuff since That's we kind of took a break in 2005. And, um, worked out good, really. Oh, well. I think this is, I, I, don't, I don't think if we would have kept at it the way we were going, I don't think we would have survived. Well, and you know, you guys are basically one of the smartest bands I know. You guys are going to have retirement. You're not going to have to go out at my age and play to make, a, you know, to, yeah. to survive. As a necessity. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is a very smart choice that musicians a lot of time do not make. I mean, that's that in itself. Well, it's so easy to get caught up in the... In the I don't, it's such a cliche. I hate to use this term, but the, the dream of it, you know, yeah. it's just like... You want to you want to be successful, and the only way you can truly be successful in most people's view is that if you go at it full time. Well, that that may be true for everybody, but it ain't true for right. you know everybody. Well, I mean, so, I mean, you guys have have done really well and stayed here. You didn't take it anyplace else. I mean, you've done it from here. How did that? I mean, did y'all ever think about all the time? You know, yeah. taking it to some place other than. My base is in Cleveland County, but do, but would I be better off if I took my if we if we if we took the whole act to Nashville, Atlanta, that, that, Colorado? That, that never occurred to me. To be honest with you, I, we were we were, it might have been for some for me personally. I just I, I would I would have had a real hard time doing that. Yeah. It, would, it just doesn't seem like the right thing to do. The only the only time we almost <coughs> switched gears was management. Out in Colorado, management will we do that. Out, we went out one time and courted a company uh, that was looking to, to manage us out of Colorado, and we ultimately chose to stay out of loyalty to the to uh, the where we were at the time. Yeah, I, uh, there's always this this level of success that you always think that you should be at, and right. you don't. And a lot of times, you don't even realize that you're successful where you are. And, yeah. I, and I think over over the years, as as they went by, we we kind of figured that out. Well, it is relative. I mean, realize that no matter the success level, it's still a traveling third shift job, second second, second and, slash and, third and shift third. job. Yes, it is. With yep. with technically no benefits. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's the hardest. I mean, it's the hardest job that one can people ever. People don't realize that. No. You know, they see. God, man, these guys are making a bunch of money. They're playing these great fest festivals. They're playing these great jobs. Speaking of great festivals, your favorite of what you've done? Oh, that'd be a tough one. Okay. While, while I'm thinking about that, let me just give you the the glorious uh, every day in and out of of touring. Uh, it's and it's exactly what you're thinking. It's all glitz and glamour. Everything's great. Uh, we stay in the finest hotels, you know, <laughs> travel is all done for us. We fly most everywhere. Uh, no, but uh, day in, day out, you know, if you, if you like looking at the back seat of, of your brother's head in a 2000 van that's got 200,000 miles on it, and if you like nasty toilets, and if you like uh, mediocre hotel rooms, and yeah, boy, this is the business for you. And laundromats. But, and laundromats, you know. Uh, but... You know that's that's just one part of it, but uh, uh, it's it's not it's not the easiest thing. And, and the older you get, the harder it is. Yeah, I agree with that totally. Uh, so, but on the flip side of that, there is nothing in my life 
that's more rewarding. For well, you I will tell you that's this. The flip side. I know about both of y'all. Don't matter how much money you got, you cannot buy the stories y'all have. <laughs> this is true. Yep. I mean, I don't know that life is a story or, or, or your value of life is story and fun and memories, but let's bet you guys have loaded up on that. Yeah, we, yeah we're pretty wealthy in that regard, I bet. Uh, we got we got to do a lot of things and see a lot of places and meet so many well, that we awesome wouldn't have gotten it done. Would have never done. Technically, it. in your field, in, in in your genre of music, you've met or played with everybody, right? I mean, a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of a lot of folks. You know, we, that world, comes with longevity too. You know, you, yeah, it does. You, I agree. If you stick around long enough, you're you know. Uh, you're bound to run into somebody sooner or later. <laughs> music world's, music world's but, not not as big as one might think. Yeah, yeah this, to, this is true, and they do kind of come and go. Yeah, right. I mean, in our world, you know, in our, in our universe, uh, our orbit that we that we travel around in, you know, we're not running around with uh, Taylor Swift. Well, and, you, know, you know what I mean. That's a different. But, uh, that's that's a whole separate world, and it is. and they wouldn't understand our world. We totally would not get theirs for sure. True, and probably neither one of us would be comfortable in either either place. But uh, the 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 niche that we've carved out and, and the relationships that we've made traveling the country, you know, case in point, uh, we got to see leftover salmon last week, you know, uh, over here in Pisgah, uh, and we wow. and we think back on it, we've been we've been touring around with that with those guys for 25 years, right. And and they they are they're you know like us they have still longevity out, that's that's coming they're out there through. banging away at it man, man still you know week after week day after day and they they got a role you know they got they a role do. to keep they going do. yeah they do and when we got done we we yeah. hopped in Brian's car and came home and went to bed that's beautiful you know, you know that's one of the things that people miss yep I mean they, they left they left to uh, record Echo Mountain to go to Echo Mountain to record for right. four days and then they were going to Florida, and then they were going to Nashville, and then they were going to make this big loop and get back to, to Colorado, and it's like, man, I'm glad I don't have I mean, to do that. you realize the design you guys have. I mean, you're doing basically this, we'll use leftover, okay? Yeah. Been around a long time, got a large following, but you guys are doing basically the same stuff, the same jobs, but you get to come home, you get to sleep in your bed most days. Uh, yeah. You're not you're not killing yourself to do it. I mean, I mean, leftovers fabulous. Yeah, they're all they're in, that's an incredible man. That is, and I, they can still whip it up. It's I, I amazing agree. when they when they take the stage. It's like and they still have a large following it's, after it's, all it's these years. Freaking unbelievable! I, I well, love that's man. that's we'll go to that too. You guys have a pretty loyal following. I mean, yeah, you, you've built it. Uh, you've had it for a long time. Uh, it doesn't seem to be after the time off. It doesn't seem to diminish. I mean, I mean, do you think you have any less fans than you ever had? I, I'm, I'm, I'm the eternal pessimist in this band. <laughs> I'm always the guy that thinks tomorrow is going to be it. Hey, you should tell the and, story of. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, I will. But my, my thing is, it's like, eh, you know, it's just a matter of time. They're going to stop coming. Uh, but in this, this is our last interview, whole, by the way. Yeah, this is our last. This is yeah, this is last interview. <laughs> I'm so lucky, man. Yeah, you well, got it's been one. good to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what did you want me to tell? Them? About the CD somebody found when you were working your day oh. job. <laughs> okay. So, 
just I like literally two months after I we the band or at, damn the band, this is fun the band you know we decided we'd take a break and then I worked on the farm for two years and in 2006 uh, I, I, I realized after on my 40th birthday it was 101 degrees. And I was carrying five gallon buckets of squash out of the field, and, it was, and it was like Cambodia. Okay, it rained every day at four o'clock, and and we were still picking squash, and, and my my shoes wouldn't even stay on my feet. It was so muddy, so I just pulled my shoes off, and I was carrying five gallon buckets of squash. Well, you, you were there the day I turned forty years old, and I and I thought to myself, I might need to find a better way to make a living. <laughs> so, what? He's talking yellow crookneck yeah. Oh, yeah. No, there is no better living. No, yeah. Right. So, no, no, there's not. So I, I went to work for the DOT. My, my buddy down the road, Ronnie King, was, was a boss man at the DOT. He said, hey, I got I got a temporary open. Uh, I remember you telling me, you know, you might want to find a job at some point. And I said, yeah, I'll take it. You know, so I went to work for the DOT. Man, it wasn't like a couple months. We were we were uh, picking up trash on on. Uh, <laughs> Mary, Mary's Grove yeah, Road. It's funny here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Where this is going. So, uh, and the, my boss man was a great guy. Uh, you might even know him. His name's Robert Ledbetter. I know him. Yeah, I know him. You know Ledbetter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talks, uh, yeah. Well, we were picking up trash, and, and uh, Ledbetter, <laughs> this is too funny. Ledbetter was, uh, he comes up to me, and he's got a CD in his hand. And, uh, hey, hey, big. He said, ain't that y'all? <laughs> And uh, it was like it was uh, an acoustic syndicate CD. And he, I said, "Yeah, so he said, I found it on the road back here." <laughs> I said, "Really?" He said, "Yeah, somebody must have, must have lost it." And I said, "More likely, they threw it out the damn window." <laughs> Which one was it? I don't even know. It was tributaries. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. Is it not the Tributaries record? No, it was a burn. Somebody burned a CD. Oh, and, burns uh, a burn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all had this. And I told him, I said, I'll tell you what happened. I said, they was riding down the road and they went, this shit sucks. <laughs> throw, that, throw that shit out the window. <laughs> out of here. Yeah. Anyway. That's <laughs> awesome. I, I kind of figured at that point my music career might be over. But, uh, you know, but it, it's, it, and it wasn't, it was about a year later, though, uh, after that, they, our, our agent at the time is a good friend of ours, Hugh Southard. He, he called me up and he goes, man, he said, he said the general public just is not willing to let this go. He said, I get calls every single day for acoustic San Diego. Where are they at? What are they doing? You know, and are they still around? And I was like, I don't, man, I just don't know, you know. Uh, so I kind of threw it back at the, at the rest of the fellas, just, you know, one piece at a time, you know, one phone call here, one there. And next thing you know, we 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 get back together for just kind of like a little reunion at uh, I forget where it was. I guess it was Orangeville, maybe. I don't remember. Yeah, but, I remember when y'all uh, were doing that stuff because then you were turning up at the, like what was it? Thanksgiving. Yeah, it was Visualite. Yeah, Visualite. Yeah, and uh, it's kind of started back up on its own. Really, I mean, we didn't, there was no real effort to. It just happened. Put it back in play. It just happened. You know. It was, That's
Y'all have missed so much fun on this podcast, <laughs> but you know, some things you just can't air. That being said, I'm back with Steve McMurray and Brian McMurray from Acoustic Syndicate. Yeah. We're going to songwriting. They don't know this, but I'm telling you we are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to put on my glasses. Today. Yeah, he's, he put on his glasses, so he's serious. Yeah, seriously. All right. Let's talk about songwriting. I get it from a different angle. What's your favorite song that you've written? Ooh. Yeah, I knew this would stump him. <laughs> Was that Papa's got a brand new bag? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I'm Brian. Gonna, no, no, I'm going I'm to I'm go out on a limb and say probably Fleeting Moments is my, my favorite song that I've ever written. Why is that? I don't know. I, I think it's because uh, uh, the the time and the circumstances in which that that song came along. It was uh, kind of like now the world was kind of or our particular situation was kind of feeling sort of uncertain. You know, there was there was a lot of uncertainty going around. It certainly, is a good song. And uh, I just I don't know why that that. It, was, it seemed to me to be a, a call to uh, just sort of appreciate what's around you, you know, at the time, because it may not be here forever. This is true. Yeah. Uh, do you, you enjoy know, performing? Yeah, we do. We we still we still kick it out there from time to time. We we usually hit, hook it up with a couple of other tunes. Um, what's the other one? Uh, neighbors. We we usually yeah, that's good tack it on the neighbors. All right, all right, Brian. What's yours, Brian? Your favorite? I don't. That I wrote. Or yeah, the syndicate yeah. wrote. Okay, and we'll Steve go Ryan. with you first. Um, there's a song that Steve wrote that we don't we don't play a, a whole lot anymore. That I, it's called "Been There Again." It's a hmm. song that's that's moves me almost to tears when, when I listen to it. Why? And, and, I don't know. It's it, when 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 you're when you're making the music. Yeah. You, you you put everything together. Everybody's energies get together, and and then it's on disc or it's yeah. down. It's out there for the public right. to hear. And you you don't go back and listen to it for a whole. Yeah, I understand you know, that. You come back to it. Um. I want to say this. My my cousin Steve. It's probably when he puts a pen in in his hand, he can put down stuff unlike any other writer that I've ever heard. I'm not gonna argue. He, he's an amazing, amazing uh, writer. I'm not gonna. I argue. love you, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm not. Kidding. I, I totally yeah. agree with that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not gonna argue that with that, you. That song in particular. I'd, I'd like to play that song again sometime. What What is, is your favorite as, song to play? Um. Oh my goodness. There's a lot of them. Yeah. I guess from one of the songs that, that I've written probably is um, a song, Carry the World, probably. Good choice? I don't know. It, 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 that one's I've got, a, I've got a, a second favorite that Brian and I wrote together. It was called uh, uh, Carnival. I like is, that. 
it's, Carl it's a lot of fun to play and and it's one of the few songs that actually me and Brian sort of co-wrote together Brian came up with the music he came up with the whole he had the whole song down the the only thing that was missing was words <laughs> yeah. so, well that's what it's kind of I, I walked out into my shop one day and and uh, like, he said can you do something with this and I was like what yeah maybe let's just see but and, and it was just like one of those Lucky, fortunate things, you know. I walked out there and spent thirty minutes on it, or an hour, or something. You know, came back in there, and it, it just happened to work out. You know, it was, it was one of those things that just got lucky. And uh, next thing you know, we, we were we were doing pre-production for the record uh, for a song that we wrote in like you know two hours tops. Uh, with you know, he came in with the scent, with the tune, and I and like, literally in one afternoon, you know, he came in with the song and and uh, said, "Hey, man." What do you think about this? And I walked out. I walked out, laid in my hammock for about an hour and a half, and uh, wrote great words way, down. Great way to write a song. <laughs> I laid in my yeah. hammock writing a song. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. That's how that one happened, actually. Y'all co- collaborate a lot. <laughs> I can't even collaborate. <laughs> uh, not as much as we should, probably. No. Uh, uh, I mean, y'all pretty much individual writers. It, it it's happened more, like. Even going back in as far as um, Rainbow Roller Coasters. Right. That's a long time. The melody of stuff. Yeah. Um, I've came up with, with melodies. Do you come Steve in with has, melodies? Has he, yeah, yeah, Steve that's kind of how it works. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. 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 That's actually We've done a few good. like that. We did... Yeah. Uh, Sunlight Falls. Sunlight Falls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, I was thinking of a couple of others, too. Um uh, November. Yeah, for that's, sure. That's one. November. Yep. Yeah. But it's, it's it's kind of an accidental collaboration. It is. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's not really a, a yeah. let's sit down. Let's you and I are going to sit down. And well, write a song. yeah, y'all don't do that. I mean, no. You don't sit down. No. You don't do the Nashville deal. Hey, I got you. I got a thing. You got a yeah, thing. Let's see if we yeah. can make this work. Like I'm a songwriter and you're a songwriter. Sunlight and, Falls is, yeah. is kind of a, another one. That's, that that was in a freaky time signature, you know. It is. It's in seven. So yeah. It's like, yeah, that's nothing. How do you write when he... Okay, he's giving you this weird time signature. Well, How do you write a song to that? Because I've known him since he was Yeah, three. okay, that works. Uh, no, you've known me since I've I was known you, Inception. Uh, since he was zero. Okay, yeah, that works. I, I know he's, how he works. He's actually my father. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. <laughs> And my first cousin. Yeah, that works. And my brother-in-law. Yeah, yeah, brother-in-law. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that too. <laughs> yeah. So, but I'm glad y'all made that a point up point. Yeah, yeah we got that out of the way. <laughs> but, uh, but you know that. I mean, that's another thing too. Let's pick a time signature that y'all don't work in. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean I don't know okay. There is one. We got your regular band four four. Then y'all got y'all. Uh, pick a pick a signature that y'all haven't worked in. I, I like seven. Yeah, yeah. Seven, you know, seven's I, I, awesome. I, I yeah. really like seven. Seven's well, actually what? Seven is good. I mean, really pretty is. much seven is what y'all do. We do a lot of seven. But, but nobody else does seven because you realize that's weird. It's seven. While we're on that, you realize you have a distinctive voice, a distinctive style playing, and oh God, let's go to you. You're all, you play banjo, right? That's not banjo that you play. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. How do you answer that? I don't know. 
Well, I, w- I got to answer for it. He's, he's a he's a drummer trapped in a I banjo's love the body. I did. I do love the drums. You hate the he's banjo. He's a percussionist. And for the record, I would have been a drummer had my older brother Fitz had not been two years older than me, older than me, and he could take the drumsticks out of my hands. <laughs> so, 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 so that's the reason you beat the hell out of the banjo. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I've got you're, so, you're, I've got so many. I, I, I have to give props where props are due to um, time signatures with with bands like King Crimson and Genesis and Adrian Ballou. Is do my you realize how Adrian Ballou is actually one of my heroes? Wait, that's sick for a jam bluegrass band. I know. I mean, it don't make any sense. That that, that no, I ain't buying that. The folks, the world needs to know Adrian Ballou. He, they do. I, I agree. They, but they, they never will. You realize that, right? Yeah. I, they should, though. The, the ones because, that need to are yeah. good. Well, they do. You don't yeah. have to tell them. That's right. You However, that's sick for a banjo player. You realize that? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's just can you it's eat, what I had in my can, hand. You can know? You, it's let like, me ask you this. Can you do an Earl Scruggs roll? Yes. Oh, I yeah. can. I totally can. And, and I respect all that. I respect Earl Scruggs and everything that came with it. That's where we're going. You know what's so crazy is Earl worked with my with my mother, Judy Hamrick. Yeah. She lived she lived directly across from the Lily Mill. Okay. And Earl Scruggs, when he when he was 15 years old, worked with my with my grandmother, my mother's mother and father in the cotton mill. And they would they would come to my to my grandparents' house when he was 15 years old and played songs. That's yes, cool. It's 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 unbelievable. I I didn't really so come to terms you, with that. So where did you go wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get my my grandmother. My grandmother, she would tell me she would say, I'd cook I'd cook lunch for Girl Scruggs and he'd come up here and we'd play music on the front porch and I did I didn't appreciate it. Till much later, because I was listening to, I grew up in the, uh, as a child of, we did Stephen seventies and eighties. I can only I can only um, give any if, if there's any been any inspiration to to where the syndicate is right is because Steve and I rode countless hours in his Toyota Celica <laughs> with. Sacrete in the back in the trunk because it'd be snowing. What? What? And, and we'd, we'd be sacrete. Tell, tell, I know what it is. Okay, yeah, okay. We gotta get so we wouldn't get stuck exactly. driving through the snow. All right, listening to everything under the sun from King Crimson to Bob Marley to King Crimson to Genesis. Uh, Steely Dan, Steely police. Dan, the police, Peter Gabriel, Peter Gabriel. Whoa, 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 wait. You guys are a bluegrass band. A bluegrass we're jam not band. Really. We're no, we're not. Weren't. I we know, didn't know we weren't. I know. That, that's the instruments we had in front of us. That's what we had to, you know, we were to given convey these, that these, to these instruments. But. The thing of it is, you know, uh, I hate to go back to that story that you we, no, we're, we're trying we, to we avoid this. About, I know we were trying to avoid this, but, yeah. you know, when I was 12, I, I got a fiddle and Brian got right. a banjo. Right. And Pitt's, Pitt's got, got a, guitar. a guitar. And that's yeah. kind of where it started. Well, you know, when when you have instruments, you kind of sort of kind of fixate on that I instrument. I understand, you know? yeah. And your material, you know, regardless of, of what your your 
instrumental <laughs> preference might be, it's going to manifest itself yeah, out bet. of that instrument, no matter what you're playing. But you realize and, that's and cool, for Brian, right? For Brian, that happened to be the damn banjo, which is all I for, ever for us. To play was the trombone. For, <laughs> but for us, that was cool, you know. Cause, it is. It is. Because he learned some crazy, wild stuff on the banjo and that nobody else does, and and it just came out. And for a lot of other banjo aficionados, you know, who, who go to great lengths to, to try to figure yes, out other things yes. on the banjo. Well, that's good. And that's all awesome. You know, one of my favorite people in this whole world, you know, uh, banjo aficionados, you know. Is, um, God dang it. <laughs> I love this. Don't you love What's his name? What's his name? Uh, I don't uh, know. Don't look at me. Eddie Atcott? Uh, oh, I love Eddie. I do too. He was another friend. But that's not the person. He's though. a fucking But that's not who he's talking yes, about. Yes, he is. No, 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 no that's not Bale. who he's talking about. No, it's not Bailey. We're, we're going to have to edit this out. But, uh, uh, Chubby Jack? No, <laughs> Chubby Jack. I can't help you. Chubby was a badass. <laughs> Chubby was a badass banjo player. He was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Songs from Red Band. What, who am I thinking? Oh, Ryan Cavanaugh. Ryan Cavanaugh. Yeah. Oh, Ryan Cavanaugh, you know. Oh, yeah. God uh, 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 yes. I don't know why I spaced on that. But anyway, Ryan, you know, Ryan gives credit wherever credit's due. And he was like, you know, a lot of banjo technicality didn't come from banjo players. It came from way outside of the banjo well, world. and that's I where mean, Brian lands you know and that's, I agree I agree yeah. I mean so, I mean he's such a different banjo player but now we understand why yeah. the boy grew up he's with all because of Chubby Checker <laughs> because Chubby, che- Chubby Checker on the banjo I mean okay hey, I'm gonna say this and he's going this and he's gonna regret it he's gonna regret it no I'm not Brian Cavanaugh is the is the best banjo player that this world that this world Probably. has ever seen? Never knew. Never knew. Never knew. Yeah. That's better. Ryan Cavanaugh. I, I ain't gonna argue that much either. He's Although, freaking like, unbelievable. He's I do like Eddie Adcock. Yeah. I, I love Eddie Adcock. Eddie. Eddie. Eddie Adcock was was a banjo player of. He 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 raised the bar. He well, he did. Eddie, no, he did. Totally raised the bar. Eddie, he totally. Eddie was totally different than everybody. Different. Else, which is what you are. Yes, that's what I, mean, I appreciate I mean, about the I mean, banjo. Eddie, Eddie, you know, bluegrass. Everybody always purist. tries to play everybody else's shit. Everybody. And that's never appealed to me the, ever, the, ever, the ever. Purist hated Eddie Adcock. Eddie's great. Oh, he's Eddie great. unbelievable. Eddie, Eddie was different yes. than everybody else. Yes, yes, yes. Eddie was ten yards ahead of everybody Daddy else, and that's what everybody. That's he, what everybody. You know where uh, Eddie was? Sort of. He was best buddies him. with Danny Gatton. Oh. Back, in the, back he was totally. He he was hanging with Danny Gatton back in the in the days of, which that goes. To, okay, we're going to Danny Gatton in case you don't know, because you know we're musicians. But Danny we Gatton get to do that. was a Telecaster player that. A guitar. I'm sorry, I said Telecaster. He was a guitar player of. Unusual talent, uh, the, a different uh, view of guitar. Unmatched, renowned. Un- yes. Somebody just needs to yes. check out Danny Gatton. Yeah, check out Danny Gatton, no doubt. <clears throat> but Eddie Adcock was the same way. Yeah, he Ryan was. Cavanaugh is the same way. Yes, he is. Ryan was. Ryan. Yes. Here, here's the way I way I view Ryan Cavanaugh. He is so above everybody's heads that they, they don't get it. 
I'm okay. That, most people don't do you're that. hearing most this now, mind. and you're listening to this podcast. If you're a music lover, please check him out. Yeah, he's, you know, he's, he's incredible. If and you like music, and, it's, and, it's, and you're not just a listener, you're a real music lover. Check him out. Yeah, he would good. not be saying this. He would not be saying this if it was not yeah. true. Right you know? on. Oh, I Ryan's mean, Dr. Ryan. People, yeah, man. People miss most of the really great musicians in the world because they listen to the whatever, right but on. not the right people. Right on. You know, I mean, I'm sitting here with two guys that, if you haven't heard them, do yourself a favor, educate yourself, look up Acoustic Syndicate. Uh, it will change your whole perspective of acoustic music you know it's it's uh okay we're going you've heard a lot you've heard a lot of people farm aid let's go to farm aid these guys have played farm aid if you bonnaroo you guys played bonnaroo Bonnaroo, yeah 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 okay uh floyd fest Yes. Oh, let's go to Floyd yeah. Fest yeah. just for fun here. Floyd Fest was 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 awesome this last time we had a ball. And why was it awesome? Well, it's it's like one of the best, even though it's really on a, a super tight uh, spot of real estate. Uh, it's, it's pretty well run. I have a I, my my son-in-law's sister lives in Floyd, Virginia. Mm. That's the big event for all of Floyd. Well, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty much the, the the event of the season for the for the area there. But they they uh, the whole the whole area kind of comes together yeah, you know, for that. Okay, but this it's something. It, I mean, you can't imagine a more beautiful spot for a festival. I it's agree. up on top of this mountain. I and, agree. And it's uh, the valleys and the the little. Uh, Communities all surrounding there is all right off the the Blue Ridge Parkway, and it's just it's beautiful. I mean, you can't imagine okay. a better place to have a festival. We're going to this. This is one of the coolest things I've ever done in my life. <laughs> Buffalo Mountain Jam. I'm reading this from the Rolling Stone. You oh. know, <laughs> the cover of the Rolling Stone. Well, let me tell you this. I'm reading verbatim. Top 10 things I heard at Floyd Fest, including Steve, Big Daddy McMurray's incinerary, wailing version of Junior Parker's Mystery Train. <laughs> Could you ever have anything better written about you that was pretty cool. in that your was whole that was life? I mean, okay. <laughs> Tell me about that. Well, that was fun. I, I got a call from uh, Keller Williams. Yeah, it was Keller about Williams. Three weeks Jam, yeah. before the festival, and he said, "Hey, man, uh, we want to get you over there on the set, and uh, uh, you got any ideas for for a good song?" And I came up with a couple of things. You know, was, uh, I was like, "Yeah." Uh, he was like, "You know, the, the theme is around homecoming." And I was like, "Well, I got this. You know, a really good old country song called Sweetest Breeze. It's all about going home." And uh, he goes, yeah, right, we'll check it out. And he said, the thing of it is, he said, salmon's going to be backing this up. Uh, that's the leftover salmon. Right, yeah, okay. And uh, he said there's going to be a couple of extra special guests there, and I didn't know who they were. But <laughs> turns out they were, uh, one of them was uh, 
Lucas Nelson and the other was one of the Travers brothers. I can't remember the Travers brothership. Uh, anywho, gets down to it about a week before the uh, the show, and, and he calls me on the phone. He goes, hey, uh, dude, he said, I was just listening to uh, Live from the Neighborhood, and he said, <laughs> I was kind of researching that song. He goes, I ran across this uh, mystery train. Yeah, it's great that you got on there. <laughs> He goes, can we do that? And I was like, hell yeah, we can yeah, do it. Yeah, I can do it. <laughs> so I was, I was like, well, you know, how you want to do it? He said, I want to do it just like the record. So, well, so for the record, you know, back in the day we had the, the live, I don't, I don't remember. No, what year did the live record come out? I don't even know. I don't even know. 2000 anyway, somewhere in there. 2000 somewhere. 2000, yeah. Okay. But live from the neighborhood, and we right. did a Junior Wells cover of uh, Mystery Train. Yeah. And uh, great it song, was wide, it. it was wide ass open, it, and it is. was crazy it. and yes. nuts. Uh, too fast to play, really. Yeah, really, but, it was. <laughs> uh, that's what Keller wanted to do, and I was like, All right, so I can dug it up. It honestly, it's the first time I'd, I'd listened to the song in like 15 years. Had y'all not been doing it much? No, okay. I mean, we've never done that song, okay. And so, went back and dug it up, and it was like, Ooh, All right, <laughs> all right, so anyway. You showed up. It? I showed up with wait, it. Wait, wait, wait. Did you do it in the same key? Yep. Okay. Same key, same right. everything. And I, I showed up ready to roll. And uh, that's what they wanted to do. So we went out there and uh, first chord was, you know. The band had it. It was, it was <laughs> the awesome. band had it. You know, yeah. they, they, they rehearsed it. Yeah. They rehearsed it and they, they ran it. it around. And uh, I just all I had to do was just go out there and do it. You know, and, and so I started it off like we normally do, you know, and, and wound up and it was. It really was did, incendiary. Did, did, <laughs> you realize that's on fire, right? Right, ass. I mean, I mean, yep. okay. I mean, it's a great word. He's a great writer. It's a great word. I yep. mean, if you could, if you could have anything said about your song incendiary and wailing, <laughs> God Almighty, what wailing kind of writer? Are and incendiary, yeah. It's, it's a great writer. If you're going to be a Rolling Stone, those are, those are two good words. I ones agree. Yeah. I agree. Well, did you think you did it well? Uh, I, I walked off of there feeling pretty damn Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, that was important. I mean, I mean, yeah. I, I would feel that if they wrote that, that I had done a pretty good job of it. But I, you know. Well, I, you know, to be honest with you, I'm never sure about anything. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Uh, God, man. But when I read you, it in Rolling Stone, I was pretty hey, well sure. How can you be that way? Hey, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I wanted to uh, preface the whole the, that whole set was he literally had to walk off a set to get to a set. We were literally playing a gig. Fifteen minutes before. And as soon as as soon as we got finished, Steve had to leave abruptly to make it to the next set. And the fact that he uh he 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 killed it. Yeah, Apparently, it was, it was did. Uh, yeah. I threw my stuff on a on a golf cart, and somebody threw me over there. <laughs> we like hit the last score, you know. But um, all right, get this shit. All right, so we put it. On.
Roll down hammer, strike that real road. 